Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome once again to Daily Daf Differently. This is Jeremy Kalmanowski and I'm back to study with you Tractate Shabbat, Daf Nun Chet, also known as page 58, as we continue our discussion uh, of what clothing is considered regular clothing, such that if you wear it out into the public square, you're just wearing your clothing, but what clothing is considered either excessive, such that if you wore it into the public sphere, it would be like carrying, and what is particular sorts of clothing which are likely to be removed and carried by hand. The main example here is that if you have if you have some jewelry, a person might be tempted to take it off to show to her friend. The Talmud does speak of only women doing such a thing. Take it, take it off to show to her friend and end up inadvertently carrying it. Our page has a number of, of small interesting items. First of all, we describe a certain kind of hairnet or something like that that is okay to wear. And by the way, the Talmud says you shouldn't worry about transgressing the prohibition on brides wearing too fancy finery, too much celebratory finery if you wear this, because you wouldn't want brides to, to cross that line, because in this world where the temple is destroyed, uh, you can't go all out. Uh, we know the famous verse from the Psalm 137, if I, if I forget Jerusalem, even at the time of my greatest happiness, then may my right hand forget itself. Um, so she should, she should dress up, but not too much. And we also have an interesting discussion of the kinds of collars, either with a metal clasp or a clay mark, that slaves would wear. Uh, apparently, slaves had some sort of, I don't know, mark of shame or something like that that they would wear. It's not a lovely image, one must say. Uh, but the basic principle is that if you uh, were likely to have to take it off, either because uh, you wanted to show off your jewelry, or if you were, or that if something broke, you would be duty bound to carry it back by hand, then you shouldn't go out with it in the first place. Now, there's on the second side of the page on on Amud Bet, there's a really interesting reference to a Mishnah in Tractate Kelim. Uh, which is a long, long, long tractate dealing with the purity and impurity of ritual, of, uh, human utensils. And they bring something up which I think will be, will be interesting to you. As a basic rule, our purity rules, uh, apply to any number of things. They can apply to people, they can apply to food, and they can apply to items, uh, for human use. Forks and knives, or, or chairs and clothing, or whatever. Uh, but they, as a general rule, don't apply to those things used for used for animals. Uh, you know, an, an animal's clothing or an animal's uh, bridle or something like that wouldn't be uh, susceptible to ritual impurity. It is for human vessels. Now, we talk about uh, what happens if you have a cowbell and uh, you want to make it into uh, a door a doorbell instead, or vice versa, you have a doorbell and you want to disattach it from your door and and attach it around the neck of your cow. The Talmud says that uh, that simply disattaching from human use, mentally speaking, if you decide 
that you no longer want to use something for human, you want to now apply it to animal use, that does not remove from that item the susceptibility to ritual impurity. You might now decide that you want to use it for something, you want to apply it to non-human use, doesn't matter. Uh, when it was when it was first designated for human use, it remains designated for human use until something else significant happens, not just your decision. We quote the the, the Mara quotes the Mishnah from Kelim that says Shakol Kelim Yodim Lide Tumatan Bimachshava the Ein Olin Mide Tumatan Ela Bishinui Maase. That's the first half of the Mishnah. All uh, vessels can can descend into the possibility of impurity simply by human thought, human intention, human will. When you have a hunk of metal and you say, this is now a bell, that act of machshava, of thought, of intentionality, makes it susceptible to impurity. The ain'olin, and they cannot reascend from that status, you actually have to do something physical to the item. Uh, in fact, the Mishnah over in Kelim has another clause which is instructive. It says, the deed, that deeds can nullify either other deeds or intentionality. But simply a thought cannot annul a deed, nor can it annul another thought. So in, in rabbinic literature, human intentionality is really important. It defines what things are. It can define what things are. But it is not infinitely powerful. This is not uh, disattached from the world, unattached from the world altogether. Um, simply by saying, you know, this is no longer a, a, a doorbell, that doesn't do anything until you, in fact, destroy the item and remake it or physically reshape the item. Um, you know, I always encourage people in studying Talmud to not only ask what the rule is, but try to understand the rule behind the rule or the thought behind the thought. Get a picture of the rabbi's sense of, of what human beings were and what their and what their mental, uh, you know, what the, the strength of their mental decision making is. Uh, in rabbinic halacha, uh, in rabbinic literature, human intentionality is very, very significant. It can take a plain old piece of metal and make it a bell. And, and making that bell will, with, with that thought, decision to make a bell, now it is susceptible to impurity. But once it has cleared that bar, you can't just think it out of being a bell. You have to remake it physically. Thanks for studying this page with me, and I look forward to studying another one with you tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros, from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.